You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Going out to eat with Tony can be an adventure, yes. Oh, and it was. So... A good kind of adventure. I always enjoy it. We agree. One o'clock. We're going to go to Portillo's. We're going to have lunch. And... Obviously, there's one down the street from my house or my apartment. There's one down the street from everybody's apartment. Right. There you go. So then Tony goes, and that's that's funny because that gets into what we're going to get into. So Tony goes, I I said, are we still down for one? He's like, yes, sir. I'm like, all right, bet. I'll I'll beat you there in about 10 minutes. So I get to Portillo's, get out of the car, and I'm in there. It's it's one. Tony's like, I'm inside. I'm like, all right, I'm parking. It's cool. I get inside. I'm just like, where is Tony? And so I texted him. I said, bro, are you in there? He said, yeah, I'm in the restaurant. I said, where? And so then I was just like, are you at the one on 159th in Harlem? He was like, bro, I thought you meant the one in, uh, by Evergreen Park. <laughs> and so for everybody out there listening, where I live is not Evergreen Park, <laughs> as you could probably guess. So I live probably 25 minutes away. I'm like, Tony, you said the one by your 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 apartment he was like i thought you lived over by this one bro my is that all the better you guys did as far as figuring this out you're just like hey the one by me there was never an exchange of an address i i've we've talked about where i I lived before with tony so that's why i was just like i didn't think i needed to but if i was like hey let's meet up at a starbucks you you'd need more information than that which is there's also one on the corner by (laughs) the portillo where i went to so then i was like it's cool bro i'll I'll drive over there i'm not doing anything so i drive over to over there and he was like my bad bro i thought when we were talking about chuck e cheeses and how there was a portillo's across from the chuck e cheese i thought you meant this one coincidentally there's also a chuck e cheese across the street from the portillo's by the one by my place so it was funny is this how you get directions to places tony you just have that incredible like slumdog millionaire type recall of our podcast is there a chuck e cheese over there yeah Yeah, I mean, I used the context clues. I didn't know exactly. Well, I thought I knew where. Uh, I didn't know exactly where Russ lived, but I thought I knew the area where Russ lived. <laughs> I didn't know exactly where he lived, but I based my entire directions off of loosely having an idea where he might live. Based That's on good. the podcast. So, That's yeah. good. That's All right. The audience know my whole life is around podcasts. The, the funnier part to me is when I got home and I sat down, I'm like, 
I definitely have put my address in the group chat at least twice. So <laughs> it's cool though. We had a good time. Unless you, but see, the thing is, if you had specifically listed out your address on this podcast, then Tony would probably remember it all the way down to the zip code. Likely. Probably. Yes. Likely. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. It'll hopefully be more organized than last week and more organized than Tony and Russ's lunch plans. I'm Jason Leisure. Uh, my co-host is Olympic hammer thrower Russ Dorsey, and we have Tony Gony producing always. And uh, last week was chaotic, but it turned out to be a pretty good show. Um, that week's show, by the way, and this week's show and every episode of Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Obvious Shirts, our proud sponsor and proud owner of a fresh batch of Sports Adjacent t-shirts. You hear that, Tony? A fresh batch. There's tons of them, Tony. They've been up for a couple of days. You've probably known that. And I'm going to guess as of the recording of this, you have not ordered one yet. Uh, not yet. Well, we'll do that. Great job. Good job, Tony. <laughs> Russ, Russ, your mom uh, tweeted something about how Tony said he was going to buy a shirt for his mom. And it was kind of implying that she wanted you to buy her a shirt. And I just, Mrs. Dorsey, if you're listening to this, there is no way Tony is buying a shirt for his mom. You need to understand that. Tony will show his mom where the website is, but Tony's not buying his mom a shirt. I promise you that. I love my mom. She is a proud listener of the podcast. Hi, mom. She is. But here's my thing. And we had this talk because I didn't respond to her on Twitter because I said, I'm not playing this game here, mom. <laughs> not doing that. You're not doing a, a Twitter beef with your mom. I'm not doing Twitter. Yeah, handle that imagine me and my mom having Twitter beef. Like, come on. <laughs> so be a great I, segment. I, I tell her, I was like, Mom, first of all, don't use Tony as your example. Never use Tony as your example for yes. anything, right? <laughs> Second part, I gave you the link for the shirts before I gave it to uh, the same time day I gave it to Tony. So you, just like Tony, just go online, $29.99, support your son's business, and support his sponsor. That's all I played I'm that card, huh? You played the support your son's business card? Yes. You did. Basically, you you did the opposite. You did what she did to you, pretty much. Yes, absolutely. You just threw it right back. She good. She can use the promo code adjacent 10 to get to <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make my wife buy her own, too. You know, you got kind of a taste last week of what my wife's life is like, I think, Russ, where you had to really uh, I had a lot going on and I came in kind of late and unprepared to the podcast. And Tony was just kind of needs to be uh, needs an eye kept on him at least. And uh, so you, you, you having to not only think for yourself, but think for other people is kind of what happens in our house. And my wife's brain works just nonstop because it has to, uh, because mine often just checks out like at three o'clock kind of calls it a day. And yeah, yeah. Somebody else is going to have to clean up this mess mentally. Um, Anyway, obvious shirts, you can go on there. You can get, our collection is up there. Tons of other shirts. Uh, all the Chicago sports teams have shirts up there, including the Bears, which is coming up. We got Bears reporting for camp this week. Uh, season not too far away. If you've got friends, family members, somebody you want to just get something cool for heading into football season, Obvious Shirts is the place to go for that. And the best news is you can get 10% off by using our promo code ADJACENT10. And they already have free shipping, Russ, so it's a pretty good deal. Uh, I talked to Joe this weekend. The shirts are going out or went out Friday. So if you ordered sports adjacent merch from the first batch, those should be getting to you within the next week or so. Um, and then if you didn't, everything's restocked. So 
Uh, everybody loves Tony Gill. I love Russ Dorsey. Everything's fine. The logo shirts, all those are up on the website. You can get those and uh, get free shipping. You guys have a lot of scenarios because both of you are unmarried. Do you have a lot of scenarios where? Wait, a... no. One of us is unmarried, at least for right now. I believe you both are unmarried. I don't know. You never I am, know. I am. Legal. Tony, are you married over the weekend? I am legally single. Yeah, legally single. Okay. But that means Tony is locked up. <laughs> Tony's going to have to check back later and find out what he was supposed to say in that. No, no, no. He knows. We talked. We're going to see it. how legally single. Maybe we should get a T-shirt printed up at obvious shirts. Legally that says single? legally single. That would be funny. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. But <laughs> continue where you're going to go. Well, I am uh, legally married and have been for a long time. <laughs> you make it sound like such a chore. <laughs> <laughs> but it means that one, among other things, I get asked a lot, like all husbands always get asked, what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking about? And most of the time it's nothing. Most of the time I'm thinking about how weird Sean Marion's shot was or whether Joe Kim Noah is going to make the hall of fame. And my wife is always conversely thinking about something very elaborate and complicated and analyzing something. Um, probably me, I assume. And, uh, she's always very disappointed to find out that when I'm staring off into space, thinking about something that it's really nothing because there's just not always that much going on and uh my brain's favorite thing to do is pretty much to check out you guys also don't get asked these i don't know if you would call it a trick question but i get asked my opinion on things like you know trivial kind of things like picking out a rug or you know what we're gonna have for dinner that night um only to then give my answer and find out what the correct answer was it's always kind of like a game show where it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. The answer we were looking for was chicken enchiladas. Um, but I, I assume that doesn't happen to you guys ever. You pretty much uh, just decide for yourselves what you want to do. And no, no one's ever asking you what you're thinking. Welcome to the segment called Jason Vince about marriage. That's, what, that's oh. the first thought. I had. <laughs> I'm like, my man is hurt over there. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually fine with the arrangement because it, honestly, when I do find out what the correct answer was, I was like, oh, that is the correct answer. You're right. I'm going to let Tony answer because Tony has a, has a much better go between between your situation and my situation. Because for everybody out there, Tony is not single, right? Legally single. Legally if, single, if, but I'm if not. The options between in legally single are you're either married or you're legally single. Yes, he's legally single. But we'll find out how single he is if he starts walking around wearing a legally bet, single t shirt. Listen, I bet if you ask, I bet if you ask his girl <laughs> if he's legally single, she would say hell no. But <laughs> Tony, go ahead. Um, I get some of those questions. Well, I get one of those questions. What are you thinking when it's something like it's nothing? Um, uh, but it can't never. You can only use nothing like once, maybe during the, on the day that she asks. If she keeps asking, you gotta come up with something. Uh, and it's usually something as frivolous as like what Jason mentioned is like, why did Sean Marion shoot like that? Or, you know, why, why did Elmo have to be red? Like why wasn't another color used? Like something like that. So as long as it's something, they, they kind of leave you alone. But you can't say nothing like twice in a row, especially if you're like making a face unbeknownst to you. 
that you are making a face, but you're like, no, this is just my regular face. And they're like, no, you must be thinking of something. And then you have to come up with something else that you might have been thinking about. Sometimes it really is nothing. Sometimes it's just yeah. kind of like when you turn on the TV and you just get static or you get that like uh, whatever the error, you know, when it's all the different color bars and because uh, there's a, a technical difficulty or something like that. Well, but a lot of times it is something very trivial. What's that? <laughs> well, the monkey playing the symbols. Yes. Right. There's, yeah. There's just a hamster up there on a wheel. Yeah. Um, but uh, sometimes it's I can tell you what it never is, is like Socrates or the meaning of life or some kind of philosophizing or whatever. It's it's all, whatever it is that I am thinking, it's going to be a disappointment. Russ, we're a few we're a few days into the Olympics. Have you been watching it all? I have been watching a little bit. Um, I'm a little disappointed because events are harder to find this year than I feel like they've been. Um, and so because of that, it's just like, all right, whatever is on main NBC, I'll watch yeah. um, or NBC adjacent with all their different channels that they have. There's six or eight different channels. And yeah, because like, it's on USA Network, I think, even. Yeah, USA, like CNBC has some stuff. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been catching some of the main stuff. You know, swimming has been really good. And uh, unfortunately, I've been watching USA men's basketball and they have not been really good. So right. I've been catching some stuff. It's interesting that swimming is an Olympic sport because it's also a survival skill. You don't see the other survival skills like breathing and eating and walking being incorporated. Well, actually, walking was an Olympic sport a few years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, speed walking in Rio. Speed walking. Yeah. Was that in real? That was only four years ago. Uh, in case you have not followed all of the Olympics, we can get you updated right here. Did you know we uh, had it in the budget this year for an Olympics correspondent? I didn't know we, no, absolutely not. I, you didn't even I know just, we had I, a budget. I didn't know we had a budget, yes. Right. Well, uh, we don't exactly, but we've just made it part of what we paid Tony. Tony Gill uh, is not in Tokyo, but he is our Olympics correspondent. Now presenting the 2020 Tokyo Olympic events in 2021. Don't look at our images. They were already made last year. We were too lazy to change it in 2021. Presented by our sponsor in a country that doesn't want us here. Now we introduce three new events this year that puts the human mind, body, and spirit to the test as countries around the world compete to see who's the best. In our first event, in one of history's oldest pastimes and activities, Olympians from across the world seek and aim for gold while seeking and aiming for gold. Introducing Digging for Gold. Participants try to reach new world records of the biggest booger their nose and sinuses can create and compete to see which country will be known as the biggest booger maker. In our next event, in a sport that has been long overdue for an Olympic event has now arrived. This event has stood by the wayside for centuries, has now come to the forefront. We present to you, Standing. Oh. Competitors participate in a test of will and strength as they compete to see who can stand the test of time or who will be seated at the loser's table. In our final event, the Olympic Committee is always looking to incorporate new technologies and adapt to our ever-changing world. 
Introducing an event like no other. It will test the mental focus and fortitude. Watching paint dry. With our new 8K cameras, we can live stream the entire event as you sit and watch participants from every country sit and watch paint dry. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics in 2021 in a country that doesn't want us here. Whoever sponsored that is so glad that their company's name got bleeped out of it. I, I, that was Tony. I come in here all the time and tell you like each week, like you do something that's your best work. I think that by far is your best work. Um, He's so proud of this. It, it wasn't at all what we asked for. This is completely no, different than what we asked for. Completely different than what we asked right. for. But I as not. is often the case, by the way, Russ. For sure. 100%. We often ask for something and then get something completely different than that. And uh, this is another one of those. That was, uh, Tony, I, as our Olympics correspondent, I just want you to know, yeah. where did your mind go from the text that we sent you to then you going all out and making a complete production of something that was not what we asked you to do? Like, what, what was the thought? Well, I mean, uh, well, it originated from my... Uh confusion into the many different swim meets when there's really only one way to swim and one efficient way to do it and See, I don't this know. right here can i just stop you right now that's what i thought we were going to get i thought we were going to get you know something along the lines of you saying the word breaststroke and then giggling for 30 seconds i thought that's pretty much what you had planned this was much different but my brain went to what other mundane things that we do can be turned into an olympic sport since we're, there's a bunch of unnecessary ones, why not just add three more? Like, they need the money. So I just that decided that, hey, we can add three more in there and stuff that, you know, we typically do sometimes. So there you go. Russ, you're pleased with this. You're telling him job well done on this. I like the production. I'm not saying the event, <laughs> but I like the production behind it. And I, he went for it. Like, the one thing I never have to worry about with Tony is him going, eh, maybe I could do this. He's going to go 100%. We might hate it, but he's going to do it 100%. And yes. That's what I F with. I do wonder if some more unusual things are going to be added, though. I, I feel like we're it's only a matter of time before video games are part of the Olympics because esports are called esports. It's considered a sport, even though what I feel like. You're doing anything athletic. What happens when you lose a Wi-Fi connection in esports or the Ethernet goes out? Does the Olympics oh. just, like the event just stop? You got to keep starting over. Well, I, I mean, you saw, that happened in uh, the triathlon. They had a boat that uh, didn't clear out of the way, so they had to just kind of restart. Yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah, they have false starts and swimming all the time. Um, we actually every Olympics, I seem to get kind of hooked on some random sport, whether it's the luge or badminton or whatever. And the next thing I know, I've been watching it for over an hour and there was a lot of skateboarding over the weekend yeah. at the street skateboarding. So it's a lot of, it's really all the same thing to me. The first all, year of skateboarding in the Olympics. at Yes. This There's going to be different types of skateboarding. This one was called street skateboarding. And it seemed like it was all just, 
everybody was going down a stair rail. It really seemed like that's all it was. Like everyone was doing pretty much the same trick. And I was surprised how often they were falling. I thought these would be the best skateboarders and they'd be able to do this thing that you see people do all the time. Just go down a stair rail on your skateboard. And they were falling like almost every time. I don't know if you've seen the X Games on ESPN, but basically these are the best skaters in the world. And you made it seem like, oh, you could just go outside and like skate down a, a rail. You could not. So I feel the, like that's something every every middle school kid could probably do. No. Stop what? it. Just skate Stop. down a rail. Stop it. You're putting on. They it's did. A- they would fall hard, though. They were falling hard on the concrete and they just would get up like it was nothing. Yeah, I saw a dude get like impaled by a pole after he fell like backwards. And it was one of the most excruciating things I've seen on TV in a while. Um, you watch that show on MTV? What'd you say? You watch that show on MTV? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, have you watched the Scarred? I think it was what it was called. Which one? Scarred? No, I haven't watched that. Uh, They had to take it off because it was like too gruesome. Like they would just show like people on skateboards, bikes, just getting like the most excruciating injuries live on tape. Oh, no, I would say the closest I've gotten is ridiculousness where you like you see a dude like pop his skateboard up into his face or something like that. But like nothing too serious. But yeah, it's, it's not as easy as you made it sound, Jason. Like these are some of the world's best skaters that are trying to do ridiculous things. And sometimes you don't land those tricks. A lot of them are 13, 14, 15 years old too, by the way. So I, I don't know. That, that like what, question. How old ahead. do you have to be to, or to, is there like a age limit or minimum? No, like 13, 14, because uh, I know in gymnastics, the people in the gymnastics are usually pretty young. Russ, I see all these people falling all over the place, skateboarding. And I think, why would anyone ever want to do that? Because there is a, a little skate park near our house. And I've thought about taking the kids over there and letting them go with their scooters and stuff. But I, I don't want any part of that. My wife, on the other hand, watches this and starts thinking about doing it. Starts thinking, this looks fun. I want to try this. And while she's very athletic, uh, we can't afford for her to fall and break a leg or something like that. I mean, our house literally wouldn't survive that. It would if, if the first week of my wife being on crutches and having her leg in a cast would look like someone picked up the house and shook it around and then set it back down. It would be a complete disaster. Yeah, we already know, like from our first segment, <laughs> you're not the options guy. So that, no, I think the house would go, it would be a bit chaotic. Yeah. I need everything run for me. Um, also, I have a hard time avoiding spoilers for the Olympics, by the way. It seems worse this year than ever. I mean, I knew the gymnastics uh, debut was on Sunday night, and I knew Sunday morning how that went already. And you look on – I mean, you don't even have to go looking for it. If you go to ESPN or even NPR or CNN or something like that, they already have the results. So it's very hard to avoid spoilers. But uh, I guess you watch it anyway because you just want to see how it turns out. One of the things I saw – uh, that was spoiled for me over the weekend was that uh, USA lost to France in men's basketball. And so I didn't get a chance to watch that. I didn't bother watching that game because you already knew what happened because everything's what, 12 hours ahead or so in Tokyo. Um, and I got to say, I'm kind of, I like 
Greg Popovich, and he's a really good basketball coach, but I'm a little bit tired of hearing how good Nigeria and Australia and France are at basketball from him and how we shouldn't be surprised that USA with a, a low, an all-star roster loses to some of these teams. Honestly, to me, it, it doesn't even seem like guys want to be over there right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't, it's just like Dame is kind of just, I've seen Dame when he's on, like we, we all have, and it doesn't seem like he just has that right now. You know, KD's over there. You got Zach Levine, shout out to Zach, in the starting lineup on the, on the team with that, those types of players with Tatum. and all. This is like, what are we doing? I just don't think – I think there's a lot of things going on. I think they they look like they had a shortened season back-to-back. Um, it looks like they've been dealing with COVID protocols. Uh, and uh, they look like they haven't practiced. And they just look like a mess. This is giving off really 2004 vibes for me. Uh, that they either may – obviously, worst-case scenario, that they don't medal. Uh, or, you know, second – worst case scenario that they don't win gold but even if they win silver like that's still a failure uh, it'll always be a failure right it's always it's it's a zero-sum game when you go to olympics you don't get paid this is all for like international promo for your individual brand and they're playing like their individual brands versus a team um evan fournier don't look up his last name um he mentioned after they be after France beat the United States that they don't play like a team and that makes them easy to beat. Or he didn't say that specifically, but he said they're beatable because they don't play like a team and they don't. If you watch the USA play, they just look disjointed. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, they don't have the hardest of groups to overcome, so they can they will still qualify, I think, for the next round, but still, man, is this looks ugly. I mean, you mentioned Evan Fournier, and they have France has Nick Batum and Rudy Gobert, but that's Boris about it. Playing for France. I think there's no way he is he. I don't think he is, but it just the thought of Boris Dio at his size. I like uh, Boris Dio. Boris's game was always funny to me in the NBA because it's just like he never came into camp in shape. Never, no. But would still, like, get eight points, seven rebounds, six assists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be hooping. But Solid role player, yeah. Not playing. But anytime I think of Team France, I'm always thinking of Boris Dio. Did you watch any of the swimming or gymnastics, Russ? Both swimming and gymnastics. And I'm, I got to tell you, the most – athletic thing in the Olympics has to be gymnastics. And that's with no disrespect to any of the other sports, but I was like, you watch like the vault or dudes doing the the rings and the muscle it takes to hold yourself up on the rings, twist and contort your body and to like launch yourself off onto the mat perfectly without moving. Yeah. By far one of the most, athletic things in any type of sport. I enjoy that. I enjoy the incredible athleticism it takes to do that. And I also enjoyed in watching swimming where they're like that machine, like consistency of how they swim all the way down and back. They look like an actual robot because they're so consistent with their stroke. It's like watching a train. It's really impressive. Both of those sports though. I feel like I'm getting yelled at the whole time. 
by Tim Daggett, the uh, the color commentator on the gymnastics, and especially Rowdy Gaines. Rowdy Gaines is yelling at me the entire time I'm watching swimming. It's very exhausting. It's great. The one of the best, I think, the maybe the best sporting event I've ever seen was 2008 men's four by one fly. Uh, where Tony, did you watch that? Is that swimming? Yeah, probably not. All right, this is this is the <laughs> segment where he tells Tony about one of the greatest Olympic events of all time. Right. Twenty oh eight, coming into like the great Michael Phelps Olympics, where he basically won gold in every event that he did. Russ, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to speed this up because you're losing him. I can see it; you're losing him already. Get to start. I I know, I know. It's not it's not your fault, hey, buddy. It's not your fault, but you it's 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 on him. But you've already you got to. You're losing nice. them already. I can no, see I it. Oh, my God. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. Which is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Russ, the Bears are starting training camp. Are you familiar with Anthony Miller, wide receiver? Yep. They traded him to the Texans. So now in Ryan Pace's first four drafts with the Bears, he has taken, he took nine players in the first or second round. Four of those guys are still on the team. Out of nine. So Tony, 2008, four by one men's butterfly relay. Tony, I swear, no, we're not doing this. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay right. with the events that are on. fucking around. That check's not going to be in Everything's the fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. <laughs> Russ, are you familiar with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles? I don't care. All right. Neither do most people, but they played quarterback for the Bears the last two to three seasons. And uh, Nick Foles still here, by the way. I'm not sure what he'll actually be doing, but he will be here to collect that $7 million a year paycheck. Uh, same paycheck next year as well. They need to have him like answering phones or doing clerical work or something. They got to get something out of that money. Uh, but anyway, everybody hated those guys. And here's what pro football reference says about their throwing accuracy from last season. Mitch Trubisky, 76% of his throws were on target. Nick Foles, 76% of his throws we're on target. Never fear. Andy Dalton is here. And pro football, fo- pro, pro football reference had him at 78% on target throws last year. Tony, I swear. <laughs> you can listen to this damn story. 2008. <laughs> 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 4x1 relay. USA comes in as the favorite, but earlier in the week, Team France came in and they were talking a good game. And there was a dude on the team whose name I will not look up right now because I'm scared if I do, you're going to do another everything's fine in the middle of this. But the dude's basically talking all this mess, talking about Team USA is not even that good. Michael Phelps isn't good. And we're going to beat them. So there was a lot of beef coming into the, the, the relay. Relay starts. Boom. France is going crazy, right? 
three legs into the relay, France is up. And it's like, oh, they talk all this mess, but they're going to back it up. Tony, but, pay attention, man. Right. He Put your phone phone. down and just well, freaking listen to him. Last leg of the relay, Tony. One legend, Michael Phelps, comes out of the gate, catches up and takes over France in the last leg, and they defeat France by a like a millisecond. One of the greatest sporting events I've ever seen. But you are now looking away like your dog is barking or something. My dog just came into the room. If we quit, Russ, honestly, I swear, quiz him right now. Literally. Qu- quiz him on the story you just told him. What were the two teams involved, Tony? <sighs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to fight both of you. You know, I didn't know until um, the, Olymp- the gymnastics on Sunday that you get a move officially named after you. Were you aware of that? If you do a new move and you perform it, I guess, like perfectly at an international competition, it'll be called, it'll be named the Biles or the Dorsey or whatever. And I think that uh, if Tony had a signature move on this show, it would be completely disregarding everything we tell him to do and instead producing something about uh, picking your nose at the Olympics and then still cashing that check anyway. Ching, ching, baby. (laughs) So I have a... Ask an old person that I think will snowball into a much bigger segment. But, Tony, let's kick this thing off with Ask an Old Person. And now it's time for Ask an Old Person. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. I, you know, I was thinking this weekend. Mm -hmm. Jason, you are older than Tony and I. Yes. And you're at this different stage in your life. And I'm curious yeah. for you when you get to the age of 36, 37 years old, which you are mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. how do you like improve yourself? Hmm. Well, I'm already married, so I don't really have to. I get that most would think that way. But let's say you want to be like, all right, I'm I want to change this or I want to get better at that. Like for a 37 year old dude. How do you, how do you do that? Is it? Well, I, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth is it's not as easy. No, and no matter what it is that you're trying to do, it's not as easy as it was in my earlier mid twenties, but it's things like just, it's usually trying to improve your health. It's usually trying to be in better shape physically, like running exercise, things like that. Uh, you know, drinking less or eating healthier, drinking more water, all those kinds of things are all things that I try to do. But I'm not at a point of improving myself to where I could be in the Olympics. I'm just trying to fight off what's going to be 50 more years of decline, hopefully. 50 <laughs> years is the hopefully part, not the decline. Say, it's 50 years of decline. That's a, that's a lot of decline. Right. Um, it's, like, it's like treading water and, you know, some of the time. I'm just hoping you like just stay plateaued. Like, I don't want you to decline for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Pla- that'd be a better way to put it. Plateau. Let's <laughs> just keep right. it even plateau. Well, the, what made me start thinking of this is just like thinking of how like dudes get to improve and not be or more likely not get to improve. Cause like okay. for, for guys besides getting a haircut or improving your health, like how can you like improve? Well, those are pretty big things, um, but you could also read 
You know, you could also be cut. You could also improve yourself mentally. I'm with Tony. Yeah, Tony's very dismissive of that. I think I think it's changed in the last 25 years, right? Where I feel like our dad's generation was like the two things dudes could do to improve themselves were work out, get in shape, get a different haircut, right? I think now with our generations, it's like skincare is important, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, having a daily regimen and having clear skin is important. You don't have this rough, leathery ass skin, right? Like dudes 20, 30 years ago would. Um, right. But even after that, or you buy a new cologne, what like, what enhancements are out there? <laughs> <laughs> enhancements. Let's in, if, if we're thinking of what possible enhancements are, what what could we come up with for a Jason or Jason adjacent aged person. Well, you got to be realistic too, man, because I was thinking about this the other day. Like if you made a list of all the things you're supposed to do to take care of yourself and you have a family and you have at least one job, I I don't know how you can do it all. I, I, something, there's gotta be something that's going to slip. There's no way I can be on top of everything all the time. See, I agree with you to a sense, but what made me think of this, I'm just like, I'm on IG and I'm looking at all these uh, BBLs. You know that word. We've talked. Yes, about- that is the Brazilian butt lift, Russ. Is that yeah, something yeah, I could yeah. do to improve myself? Well, <laughs> I'm assuming you could, but okay. that's usually like I've, you see more women doing it. Right. And that's like a way you can improve like yourself without working out and doing sure, that. Yeah. That sounds like a real uh, quick fix. That sounds like a good well, idea. Maybe well, my I wife think, will be into that if I do that. <laughs> my thing is like, is there is there a thing for guys, a version of that for guys, like a Dominican <laughs> lift or something? Like, oh, can you do? <laughs> Tony bleep that out. <laughs> but like, is there something you can do? Um, Not that I need it. Or you need wow, it. Wow, yeah, no, of so course. If, if somebody who needed it, could yeah. they do it? No, it wouldn't this wouldn't be for you? This would be for hypothetical other people whose appointment books are not as full. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I mean, getting a haircut is a good start. Shaving, uh, wearing decent clothes, exercising. I mean, smelling better. These are all pos- These are all things you can do. I'm. I'm. The more you things you list off the more I'm going, there are very few things dudes can do to improve themselves. And but, what are you jealous of that women can, that women can do that you're not able to do? What's what you mean? Makeup and stuff like that. I they think, can yeah, change I their think, look more easily lot, than you. I think there are a lot more options available to women to improve, which is cool. Like not even hating, but I'm just like, dang, can somebody come up with like some enhancements? Yeah. If there was a surgery for men enhancements, would you consider it? Depending on what it would, what it is. Like if you, well, have I don't, to, I don't personally, I don't, I don't feel like I, but like if there's a, like a middle if, dude out there, you know what I'm saying? You're like, damn, you gotta, yeah. He doesn't mean he him again, Tony, he's not referring to him. He's referring to someone that would need improvement. Oh, like if like somebody wanted to add like inches to like their knees to be taller or something. Tony. Correct. Correct. If there was a easier way to do that, like, but that thing's not really out there. And it just surprises me. Like, as far as we've come, there's still, oh, get a haircut, get in shape. And then that's kind of just it. 
But there is one thing that I saw on IG that have that has been growing in popularity, and it is called the man unit, or I like to call the dude lace front, okay. where basically, Jason, brothers that have lost their hair, receding hairlines, etc. Okay. And you might be interested in this. Yes. What they basically do is they shave like three quarters of your hair mm-hmm. at, at the crown and okay. leave you like a George Jefferson <laughs> where you just have like the back part. And then they lay over the top synthetic hair that looks just like your normal hair. And they like kind of use this safe glue and glue it on the top of your head. Then they fade it out. And it looks like you have this fresh fade and nobody can tell that you're bald. Well, they would be able to tell, though, because they know you. <laughs> That's the part that I is couldn't, part. I couldn't just show up to cover Bears practice with a full head of hair. It, but, but it's not like the old Marv Albert toupees or something like like these things look like you came fresh out the bed and had a full head of hair like they don't look fake. But who's that going to how's that going to help you, though? Because everyone that knows you is going to know everyone's going to be like, hold on. You were bald like two days ago. Well, <laughs> Jason, well, I think it's for those who you don't know. I think I think at that point, then it, it's just really for the for the individual. Make you feel good. Yeah, it makes right. you feel it's good. really for like they're so kind of self-conscious about it. And I'm mm. always like here for just embrace your truth. Because I think it's more, so embrace being it's bald. More, it's more attractive for just like people, and if you're trying to attract uh, any gender, you're trying to attract here um, that you embrace who you are. Like, I mean, I get it if that's a thing that you're really self conscious about. Like, we all know, like LeBron is super self conscious about oh, it. Oh yes. Um, and it's weird because it's like, I mean, he can afford to do anything in the world to keep himself youthful. And young, he spends like a million dollars on his body every year. But this one thing that he cannot, that technology for some reason cannot help him figure out is the balding factor that he's going through right now, that he's really self-conscious about. And I just find that funny. Like he has all this money, but it cannot fix the one thing that he's insecure about. And so there's a message there. I, I just think. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. That I, I think you. That was good. I, I like how you say that. Like you think children listen to this as if, as if like any of what we've done so far is something that children should have been listening to. See, I'm, I'm with Tony on the, you have to embrace like yourself and like what you have and all that. At the same time, if it bothers you that much to where you're just like, yo, the only thing I really need, like, I just don't want to have this bald spot anymore, or I don't want to have receding hair anymore and I can fix it and it looks normal. I mean, Go ahead. It's I don't think it's getting um uh a dude lace front is is bad at all. Yeah, but I think then you'd have to move because everybody that you know knows. Everyone at work, all your friends, they all know. Eh. I mean, and like if the point is to, for example, you know, you think women will like you more, you gotta take or, that off. Or, or men would like you more. Or men you will like you more. You gotta take it off eventually. And then what? Like you just you can't. Have, wait, no, you don't have to take it off. I mean, well, it's got to come off eventually. Like you got to clean under there. Like I guess <laughs> they're yeah. going to find how a lot. You, think you can keep up the lie. I mean, in reverse, if this is too toxic, Tony, take it out. 
in the past, like if there was somebody who had a wig on or hair or extensions that weren't theirs, at some point those have to come out too, correct? Correct. So I what's the difference? Then it's up to that individual. I think guys know though. Like that's it's part of the game now. It's like, oh, okay, this may not be her real hair, but you know, I think I still like her, stuff like that. But if guys, I feel like guys aren't being upfront with, hey, this is a you know, lace front. I just thought that I'd look great in it. I'm really bald under here. I don't think guys are actively being honest about their hair, if that is the case. I That's think probably they, true. They will He's die. probably right about that. They will die with that with that lie if they could. Yes. I think he's right. I think that's the difference between men and women is that women know what they're doing and that's just part of the deal. And a man like me would be trying to, would be swearing to everyone they ever meet. No, this is my real hair. It'd probably be what I said when I, when I introduced myself to someone. I'd be like, hi, I'm Jason Leisure. Uh, this is my real hair. All right. <laughs> I know that you're looking at this thinking this is like fake hair or some kind of, Lace front, what whatever Russ said, but no, this is my real hair, man. I mean, it's same way if it's if it's if it's down below, like yeah, you can pull up to the club and like, oh man, bulge. But they, <laughs> they're gonna be surprised when, when like, things start coming off, huh? When it's some tube socks, yeah, they're gonna be surprised when they're like, wait, what happened here? Why are you shrunk? What happened? What's going on? Tony took this one exactly where it needed to go. Um, I will, before, as we close this, how, how did Ross, how did his, how did his segment include that and like a message to America's youth? <laughs> and it, right. Embrace who you are. Embrace who you I, are, kids. Only Tony Gill. Right. Um, I will say like these, I think the cool part about this and like these new, like dude lace fronts, okay. Wigs, whatever. What do you, it's not even wig. A wig wouldn't think installment on your hair. They don't look fake as opposed. So you don't have the whole giggle. You walk in and everybody knows you have a toupee, right? Yeah. Would people who've seen you bald or with receding hair be like, hmm, something's changed. But you take out the stigma of he's definitely wearing a toupee or somebody coming in like trying to rip off a toupee. But that's all. Well, there will always be a cheaper version of it available that will probably look a little more like a toupee. Or you can just get the Carlos Boozer, <laughs> like paint your head black. That's what I was thinking when he was talking, when Tony was talking about LeBron with that bald spot in the back. I'm like, just put a little shoe polish on that. Just do the Carlos Boozer. Russ, I know that you love baseball, but it's also your job. So it becomes yes. this interesting situation for you where, I mean, do you, when you're off, like you're off, you were off over the weekend, for example. Do you enjoy, do you watch baseball or go to baseball games when you're off? Or do you just want to be away from it? Uh, usually I just want to be away from it. Um, I watched a little bit of a game last night that was on the Sox were on Sunday night baseball playing the Brewers. Good game, two good teams. Uh, I watched a little bit of that the seventh eighth of the night. But other than that, I try generally to avoid to yeah. like my mind somewhere else to be recharged. I'm like that about football. Like I enjoy going to games of the other sports, but I don't necessarily want to do football in my free time away from football. I went to uh, a baseball game slash super spreader event in Milwaukee on Saturday night, White Sox and Brewers. Uh, good series like you were referencing. And by the way, obvious shirts, our sponsor has, I don't know, looks like close to a dozen, maybe eight 
White Sox shirts available, including a couple of Aloy Jimenez shirts. You can get he's back this week. And uh, don't forget, you can use our promo code adjacent 10 to get 10% off on those. But uh, I took my wife to the Sox game up in Milwaukee, and my wife is generous enough to count that as a date. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, you can pick your seats, but you do not get to select who you sit around. And that has a, as big an effect on your time at the game, I feel like, as anything. Um, and we had decent seats, but we, the people we were sitting behind – I don't know how to put this delicately. The The BO situation was too much. Oh, man. And it was hot in Milwaukee. It was like low 90s, extremely humid. And for whatever reason, they did not close the roof and turn the air conditioning on. There, oh, by the way, yeah. I'm Going up to that ballpark a lot, they have poor ventilation and there is no air conditioner. So there you go. They also seemed surprised to have that many people. It was 40,000 plus there. The Brewers actually took out billboards in the Chicago area to sell tickets for that series. I don't know if you saw any of those when you've been driving around the past couple of weeks trying to advertise two Sox fans to come up to that series. Um, everything about it was a mess as far as trying to get in. Like they just, it's, it was like it was the first time they'd ever had 40,000 people there. But anyway, I digress. We moved seats after one or two innings because it was just the smell was just rough. Jeez. And I found kind of, we moved to lesser seats to seats that weren't as good, but there was like some space around them. And uh, I figured that would be good. But then I probably pretty quickly figured out why no one was sitting in those seats. And uh, there was a guy sitting behind us very loud, never stopped talking the entire time and even broke into actual play-by-play of the game. At one point, there was a time, there was a part where this guy list was listing off every place he'd ever sat in the stadium, literally. To who? Uh, his group. Mm. There were other people sitting there. And I, this is just a public service announcement. Don't give people polite laughter when they don't, when they haven't earned it, because it just encourages more of the same that's not entertaining or interesting to anyone. But anyway, he broke into play by play and uh, it wasn't particularly good. Most people are not as good at play-by-play as they think they are. Most people hear play-by-play guys on TV and think, ah, I could do that, and uh, you can't. It's extremely difficult. Those guys have those guys do a very, very tough job. And the faster the sport moves, the harder it can be to keep up with the action. But the slower a sport moves, as in baseball, the more time you have to fill, especially when you're on the radio and you can't just let people look at something. It's it's an extremely difficult job, but at one point it was like I think the guy had some sense of self awareness and admitted, like, and said it to something like to his group like, hey hey I'm just kidding I'll stop I won't keep doing it. But then he kept going. Then he continued to do it even after he told his group he would stop. And that was the part where I wanted to say something, but I don't want to get into a situation where uh, I have to show these hands, you know, or or give someone some straightening uh, at a baseball game. I just want to enjoy the baseball game. But I did want to raise almost like a legal objection. of like, sir, you did just say, please read it back. Have the, uh, the stenographer read it back. You did just say you would quit doing that play-by-play. And everybody agreed to that. And then you kept going. Um, but anyway, that was all. My main point is that uh, you can choose your seats, but you can't choose who you sit next to. And sometimes I'd rather have worse seats where I don't have people around me ruining the game for me. Wear deodorant, folks. Yes, please. I have another question for you about replays. 
Okay. And this is something I don't know. Replay review. Um, when you are covering a game, do you, do they tell you what's being reviewed or why? Or do they give you any explanation whatsoever for the review, or you just have to kind of figure it out yourself? Uh, we probably get more in the press box than fans get, but they, that's not saying much. Like we get the time of the review, what was being reviewed, and if it was confirmed or if it st- stood. Okay. Or change. That's it. The game I was at was the one that I don't know if you caught this. Uh, it was somewhat of a national story where they had two reviews about a White Sox player missing home plate and Tony La Russa then asking them to review the review. And for the 40,000 people in the stadium, nobody knew what was going on. I mean, it was clear. It it was clear that the first review, it was clear what they were checking. They were checking if he hit home plate or not coming home. But then after that, then there was a second review and there was never any explanation at all. It was this long delay. And then the game just started back up again and the run didn't count. And nobody inside the stadium had any idea. I assume on the broadcast or in the press box, you guys are getting some kind of information on this. Very rarely. Like they're usually it's, we're just as confused. I think they have to fix that. Yeah. I I love in the NBA when I, like I don't like all the replay stoppage time in the NBA, but I like that a ref gets on a microphone and tells the broadcast and everyone in the arena, here's what we're checking. Here's what Phoenix is challenging or whatever. And here's what we found after the review or in the NFL, they do that too. Knowing baseball, I'd be shocked if that ever changed. Do you guys take women to sporting events as dates? Uh, You're done not to a baseball game, which is surprising for me. Right. I, I, I think basketball games are way more fun to take somebody to unless they like baseball. But even then, it's just like I don't necessarily at this point in life enjoy everything that comes with going to a game. Yeah. Like, I think in in the future when I have like kids and stuff, it'll be fun. But it's just like, if I'm just trying to like, <laughs> no, don't take, don't Tony, don't take that positive. No, if I'm just like, baseball, Russ is among the people who think a baseball game, it takes too long. <laughs> no, well, no, no, well, I don't like, if I'm on a date, like there's a lot more interaction that I want to have with the person. And us just sitting there looking at the game doesn't do that for me. Well, so. at a baseball game, there's a lot of time to talk. I'd rather take somebody to like a nice dinner and like walk on the lake or something. That's very romantic of you. I don't, I haven't usually taken my wife to sporting events as dates, um, but it did remind me of the first years ago or more actually now more more, probably more like 20 years ago. Now uh, I took her to a Houston Rockets game and this is amazing to me. She fell asleep during an NBA game. <laughs> she fell asleep and it was a triple overtime game, but she fell asleep in the third quarter. Mm. Yikes. I, that's pretty, that's impressive. Honestly, if you to can be fall honest, asleep at an NBA game for those out there, just stay away from the sporting event date. Like just, just find yeah. something different. I I'd highly recommend. There's a lot of things to do in any city, but if you live here in Chicago, there's a ton of stuff to do. Uh, just stay away from sporting events. I feel like you're talking down to me right now, but I also feel like you're correct. Like, I feel like it was something I needed to hear. Thank you. Listen, man, that's what I'm here for. If, there, if there's anybody that knows. 
let's play what that means. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> let's play. <laughs> let's play. What's that mean? And now it's time for what does that mean? With your host, Jason Leisure. That's the thing. What are you talking about and everybody's favorite contestant, Russ Dorsey. I don't understand. Jason, what did I say it was? Did I say it's what's that's means? Did I put an S on the end of everything? Yeah. That was terrible. And we can't just retake it? No, we're going to roll like this. We're going to roll. We're going to roll with it. Russ, let's play what's that's means today. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I, I, I keep wanting to play this game, but I, I we've already covered the fact that we can't use 90s slang because the age difference is not so pronounced. Uh, between us that you would be unaware of those words. Right. So that wouldn't work. Uh, and I was thinking in the spirit of the Olympics and international competition, why don't we venture to another country? Have you ever been to Great Britain, Russ? I have not. Uh, well, these are words that are British slang. We're going we're gonna to give you five of them, see if you can figure out what they mean. These are currently used. These are not old-timey slang or okay. anything like that. Uh, your first word, Russ, is bevy. B-E-V-V-Y, bevy. A bevy. Um, all right, is that, is it a unit of measurement? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that, no. Okay. It's slang, so it's going to mean something cool. Slang stuff always means something cool. It's slang stuff never is like another word for a laundry hamper. <sighs> okay. Um, bevy. What could a bevy be? Somebody. I'm gonna default here. Is it a cool term for a beverage? You got it. That was it. Oh. It's short for beverage. You nailed it. Let's go. Typically beer. You would do well in London. Look, I, I would love to go to London. I think that would be a cool trip. One Hello, for- governor. <laughs> uh, cheesed off. The Brits like to say cheesed off. Do you know what that means? Uh, if you're frustrated or upset with somebody. Tony? No, Tony doesn't know. It's actually correct. You got it again. <laughs> two for two. Let's go. Nice job, Russ. You're good at this, man. An international uh, citizen of the world, Russ Dorsey. Listen, I'm hope. I'm glad these uh, degrees are paying off for yeah. what I mean. Yeah, there you go. your parents are probably really proud to hear this. No, uh, no probably not. Barmy. All right, this is where we might have uh, Barmy. B-A-R-M-Y, Barmy, Russ. Is it a term used to describe disgust, kind of like damn? Would that be it? That is incorrect. It means you've gone crazy. Okay. If somebody's Barmy, that means they've gone crazy. All right, two for three. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. Well, 66. Another country, it's a bunch of random words you don't know. Uh, pants. So like pants that you wear, but obviously it doesn't mean that. Pants. Yes. Um, not gonna lie to you, bro. <laughs> I don't think I know what, uh, what even to guess with this one. It means awful. So you got that one wrong. Use that in a sentence. Like, uh, like, um, Tony's version of what we asked him to do for the Olympics update was pants. 
That was fire. I don't know if you guys better know. That was, uh, they better add those three events too. Final one for you, Russ, and I, I should have clarified at the beginning of this, if any of these words turn out to be something offensive that I was unaware of, I didn't know that. And we apologize in advance. Ignorance. I got all of these from Ricky Gervais. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. The guy that created The Office, the original The Office, he's a comedian. He, he did it. He listed out, he was doing a video uh, interview where he was teaching British slang. And I picked, I picked the five that I thought you would find most interesting. The final one, Russ, is called a chin wag. Hey. <laughs> God, um, a chin wag. Tony loves this one. Is it one word or two? Two words. A chin wag. Is it another term for a beard? It is not. That is. Think about it literally. Think what it would literally be if your chin was wagging. It is having a chat with someone. All right, that's cool. This was a dud. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Would you like to hear what we didn't get to today, Russ? Absolutely. All right. So Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson reported to training camp rather than get fined 50 grand a day, but he's still demanding a trade. I don't think he could be traded. I think Houston is probably the only place he could play. Don't yeah, you? I don't. I don't think Deshaun uh, really controls that one at this point. It doesn't seem like it. It's it's an it's an odd place to be uh, thinking you have leverage right now. Yeah, um, I the was the only team that could get away with playing him is Houston, and Houston correct. has him under contract. And Houston can, and no one cares about Houston right now. So that's part of it. They can kind of go unnoticed and say, well, we're just, we, you know, we're going to let the legal system play its way out, but no team could trade for him. Could you imagine the introductory press conference isn't to Sean Watson in any other city? Isn't there still an investigation into him? Uh, his situation is not resolved. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I did, I did see that Houston is looking for like four to five first round picks for him. Like there are fielding calls for him. Four to five first round picks for a dude with that baggage. You, mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah, it's like it's like they're operating as business as usual. It's like we forgot all of that, right? Happened and it's weird that they go right to, yeah, this is what we're looking for. Hopefully, you know, teams can you know come up to our price. He has cases spending multiple, even with a discount. I don't think anybody can bring him in. Well, I, well, look, if the price got low enough, unfortunately, I do think they're like if it ended up being, yo, third round pick for Deshaun Watson, I think teams would be lining up. Definitely. If that when that once that price goes down. Yeah. Once the price goes down for the baggage, don't nobody care. It's if, sad, if, but it's and, the truth. And if the Bears don't get Justin Fields and they're stuck with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, one of the teams in line, they'd be top five right now. I've got a show field trip idea for you, Russ. Well, one of our show field trips, we need to go see this damn movie. Pig, starring yeah. Nick Cage, the Correct. movie that's sweeping the country. Yeah, you wanted to go last weekend, and it just it was not, uh, not going to work out schedule-wise, but maybe that will happen sometime. Uh, we could connect the two things, because here's where we could go afterward. Scotty Pippen has put his home in Highland Park on Airbnb for only $92 a night. That's like cheaper than a Holiday Inn, man. It's nothing. My dad and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. It, 
You guys were talking about doing it. We were talking about Scotty is why and ninety two dollars a night and does how bad does Scotty need money if he's turning his home into an Airbnb and only charging ninety two dollars a night? It is a little bit weird. Um, the ad says that you have the entire house to yourself, but it only lists two bedrooms and one bathroom. So I'm guessing a big part of the house you're not allowed to go into, but he does have a pool and he has a basketball court. And to your point, uh, Scotty Pippen is also selling something else. He's selling spots on a zoom call with him. You can get on an hour long zoom call with Scotty Pippen. There's even a picture of him, Russ sitting at a laptop. So, you know, Hey, this is for real. Uh, and it's $35 a person. These terrible price. Who is his manager? Like these prices. <laughs> Does need the money? That's what I'm saying. Like, is Scotty in a position? Like, this is it's getting sad. Like, with the book and the bourbon coming out or whiskey coming, out, I'm like, all right, Scotty might be doing okay. But like selling Zoom calls and selling rooms in your house for like not real money. Like Scotty could charge a thousand dollars a night for that Airbnb and somebody would pay it, but to not to not charge people really anything and like getting on zoom calls with strangers like what are what are you do you owe people bad people money like what's going on here maybe we could get him on as a guest co-host i mean the fact if we all have dollars yeah we can get scott yeah we pay our guest co-hosts more than that (laughs) uh rowdy Gaines, the olympic swimming commentator his real name is ambrose Gaines the fourth I would also go by Rowdy. Got me thinking about Rowdy's and Rowdy Tellez's real name is Ryan John Tellez. Okay. And Brooklyn rapper Rowdy Rebel's real name is Chad Marshall. All right. There's some information for you. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette uh, got himself in the news by tweeting that he is not going to get the vaccine and then deleted that tweet. And then Russ, when he was asked about it, said, quote, I just don't know too much about it. And that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to laugh because that's sad. And but that's funny the way you said it, (laughs) which I know is exactly the way it was tweeted. (laughs) Do you have a weird animal thing to rap with? Well, uh, why do you say that? Because that's how that's the formula. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I'm just reading this list of news. I just get I get this. You know, we pay a news service to prepare the list. Of only the important news. We pay the AP to provide us with this list of content. That's right. I don't know if this is from the AP or not. Uh, actually, I know that it's not. This is from Vice News. A fisherman in Thailand found what he thought was a massive rock on the beach, but it turned out to be whale poop. And he could sell this for $3 million. He might make $3 million off what is called ambergris. Ambergris? Ambergris? I hope I'm pronouncing this right. It is coveted. Uh, this is going to be weird for its aroma. And uh, I'll have Tony explain some more. And now, Tony Gill reads. Ah, uh, Yes. Glad to be here, guys. I didn't think you guys were going to ask for me, but uh, I am back here. This. Yeah, well, this is my new plan is to give you just absolutely disgusting things to read for the reading segment as payback for everything you've done with this. All right. 
the segment where I read because Tony Gilbert Glasses enjoys reading. That's what it's called. From Vice News. It is believed to be formed when fecal material accumulates around indigestible materials of sperm whale prey and are eventually released into the sea when whales die. These indigestible materials include beaks and pens of sea creatures such as squid and cuttlefish, which are frequently consumed by sperm whales. Experts are divided on how exactly chunks of ambiguous are ejected from nope. sperm whales. I'm just, I'm just gonna power through. <laughs> While some think that whales vomit ambiguous, Others believe that it is passed through the whale's intestines with fecal matter. But no matter which end of the whale it emerges from, there is consensus about the value of the rare substance. Russ, it's coveted for its, quote, woody and musky aroma. And it's referred to locally as floating gold. And finally, Russ, are you aware of the trash-eating cockatoos in Sydney, Australia? I was not. That last one counted as poop-related news. This is animal-related news. Okay. Uh, You're not aware of this? I'm not. Okay. Well, maybe, like, you know, put down Bumble for a minute and learn about the world around you, please. These birds, these birds, cockatoos are like parrots, and they have figured out how to open trash cans, like the trash cans that you put out on the curb. Right. They have the lid. And if you think about being a bird and not having hands like we do as humans, it'd be pretty hard to open one of those things. But they've right. figured out this process where they kind of open it and then with their mouth just a little bit and then slide around and push it open the rest of the way. And what's amazing about this is that they have taught other cockatoos how to do it by showing them how to do it. So now all these cockatoos in Sydney, Australia are going through and just raiding people's garbage for food. I want to thank everybody out there for listening to Sports Jason this week. We really need to thank them this week. I feel like we all have kind of I, I a bigger did, thank you than normal. We, if you made it through this episode, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you because we took it a lot of different directions today and you stayed with us. Um, <laughs> as always, obviousshirts.com. Uh, we have our Sports Jason collection over there. Shots have been stopped. Jason, you got me. Um, shirts have been restocked. There you go. And you can get any of those fine shirts on the website, 10% off and free shipping using promo code adjacent 10. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple, subscribe, give us five stars, leave a comment and anything else that am I missing gentlemen? I think you covered it. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for Russ Dorsey, my co-host. I'm Jason Leisure, Tony Gill. I was going to thank you for being here, but um, Tony Gill was here. And we appreciate you guys listening. This is out every Thursday morning. You can look for it again next Thursday, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening to Sports of Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports of Jason on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much Jason. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.